Hello and welcome to the PowerCast. I am your host, Austin Bowser. And today, we are going to be talking about a lot of stuff. So, uh, let's just get into it. I I guess, let's just get into it. Um, without any formalities. Not trying to rush or anything, you know. Whenever you guys are ready. Um, I just posted a video to the site, so check it out. Ask me questions. Um... PSN ID is Bladed Tech PS um, for PlayStation, uh, Bladed Tech on Xbox Live, and so much more. Um, and you can also visit me at PressPowerMedia.tumblr.com, as well as listen to the podcast there. What? Yeah, you can listen to the podcast. Um, any podcast. Um... And also view the articles I'm going to be talking about today. Um, some of these haven't even been written yet. Um, so it's actually pretty exciting. Um, so let me explain what this podcast thing is all about. It's basically the PowerCast, as it were, um, is all about talking about video games and other stuff that's been going on during the week. I usually put this up on a Tuesday, and I might... I'm I'm probably gonna put this up on Sunday, uh, just for time constraints. Um, because you know, who doesn't want it on Sunday? And if you guys like it on Sunday, um, give me some feedback on the blog. Um, I would really really like it if you guys did that. So, just let me know. You know. Um, however, the blog, um, it's got qu- you can ask questions. You can. I think I actually, actually think I've pretty much covered what's on the blog. News, reviews, previews, all the stuff you usually find on the site. But the main idea behind the uh, blog is um, giving power back to the gamers through the press. Hence the term press power. I know it's a bit cheesy, but um, it's the first name I thought of when thinking of a new blog. I was like, that's what I want. First, it was Nostalgic Gamer, but I was like, you know what makes sense? Press power, because that's generally what I stand for. That's what I'm going to stand for in my next venture. I'm going to stand for the press's power to ask the hard questions for the gamers, because I know the gamers want that. And if the gamers don't want that, something really, really wrong is happening within our industry. Um, so, wow, that's a pretty heavy thing, um, to talk about, like, in the first five, no, first three minutes, um, so, jeez, sorry about that, guys, um, but anyway, let's talk about what I have been doing, uh, recently, uh, recently, actually, pretty much very recently, I just watched the... Doctor Who special, um, which I won't spoil. Um, it was very, it was very cool. Um, went over three hundred years. That's all I'm gonna say. And it was very, very awesome to see his new uh, face. Um, Sherlock, however, um, was kind of dull. Um, it didn't seem right for Sherlock to come back uh, yet. I know Sherlock's technically not on yet. Um, in my 
my home home residence but uh, I I have a UK friend so yeah but anyways let's talk about video games um, you, you won't find the Doctor Who stuff or Sherlock stuff in the show notes because I really don't think they're big talking points um, I recently got a PS3 alright um, it's really changed the way I think about games um, because not only uh, are PS not, not PS3 games uh, digital games and um, uh, retail games equal now with day one digital which is um, making sure every title is uh, available digitally on day one meaning launch day um, is something very very exciting to me however um, the prospect of downloading 18 gigs for GTA 5 um, isn't that exciting because you're literally watching an install bar go past for two hours it's ridiculous um, so I guess that's in a, that in a condensed form is why I'm probably going to be switching to PS3 forever except for the Xbox exclusives um, is because one they've got better games the controller feels better in my hands because of a smaller hand feature thing. I, I don't know what you call it, but um, uh, the DualShock 3 feels better. Um, I, I'm pretty sure everything about the thing feels better. The OS is not tiles of programs I need to scroll through to get to what I want. Um, online is free. Um, digital games just ready whenever I want them uh, PlayStation 1 PlayStation 2 games ready whenever I want them uh, I don't think Xbox offers that just astounding and uh, plus their, their exclusives are just astounding um, so enough with PS3 um, I wanted to talk about the games I've played so far this year, um, like the big, big ones I've played that have really gotten me it just excited about what 2014 says for gaming. No, I haven't played The Last of Us. Please. <sighs> um, the first item on the list is Bioshock Infinite. I will try and make this a spoil spoiler free as possible but I cannot promise anything maybe I'll do a Bioshock Infinite spoiler cast one day maybe I won't I don't know I just this game in the first two hours just caught me head over heels with the background lore that has got got it going on however I did not pick up all the voxophones so I don't so I don't know everything there is to know about Bioshock Infinite um and I hear uh, that's the only way to really experience the story. So I might actually go back to the game and play it through just to get the voxophones. Um, and the environments are just so beautifully detailed as well as the character models. Um, that it makes it look like this is plausible. And it's not just like, oh yeah, that's a fine city. 
I mean, and also to speak up the, I mean, I'm not trying to sort through what the developers had to do, but um, really, I didn't find myself exploring too much outside of when you first get to the raffle um, in the game, which is like the first five, ten minutes, I think. Um, but uh, but uh, the gameplay is pretty solid, uh, even for a shooter. Because I've heard some criticisms of Bioshock 1 and Bioshock 2 that um, they weren't so keen shooters. Uh, so, I mean, I, I know I keep seeing uh a lot, so just try to ignore that. It's just a filler word, I guess, for me. So, um, <laughs> I did it again. Um, hmm. Yeah, I did it again. I had... Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Bioshock Infinite's gameplay is one of the best I have played in a shooter for years. So, um, man, I am really just blanking out on this game. I, I, I know I didn't play it that long ago, but jeez, man. Um, oh my god, this is hilarious. So... Before I say any filler words, um, hmm, the ending, y you will love it. Uh, I recommend everyone go play it as soon as possible. So, moving on to its uh, DLC. Um, I haven't played Clash in the Clouds yet, which is the combat arena focused thing that everyone seemed to be so down on. So that's why I didn't play it mode um but I did play by burial at sea episode one <coughs> um sorry about that uh, it, I didn't I'm not really keen on burial at sea either I don't know why everyone's so head over heels for burial at sea but uh I, I guess just because it's fan service Maybe I mean, this is coming from a guy who hasn't played Bioshock one or two, so it's just like, well, this holds nothing special to me. So why would I play this, especially if I've paid for it? I mean, I paid twenty bucks to get what, a uh, Clash in the Clouds, which is basically Horde mode, and uh, Burial at Sea, which is basically Bioshock three. Uh, and it's not even that long either. It's just survival horror um, within an hour. It's just like something you could imagine Telltale doing. But if they got away from the adventure genre and did shooting games. Uh, I mean, the story isn't really that compelling to me. And I mean, the setting's cool. Like, I like Rapture. I like the whole setup, like the whole 1950s-esque thing, um, and the, the Sado skylines that they have inside the Rapture, which, uh, I don't know, I just felt like Bioshock Infinite did not, in it tried too hard to exist inside of Rapture, um, and that kind of hurt the whole 
experience for me. It's like, oh, okay, I know what's happening. Uh, at this, at the end of this thing, there's gonna be this huge reveal that I totally saw coming a mile away, and you will see it coming a mile away. Like, you know, the girl who hired you from the start of the start of the DLC, and you will know uh, what the girl ha uh, is at the end of the DLC. I will not specify which girls I'm talking about, but, um, it's just awful. Um, well, I mean, not awful, like, the gameplay works. I mean, I would give it a five or a six, um, I, but I just can't re see myself recommending this game, I mean, this DLC. I mean, I don't normally p play DLC anyways, but I thought Bioshock was going to be different I guess I I guess I guess wrong so anyways on to lighter news Grand Theft Auto 5 um this was one of my highly anticipated titles of the year um but for a second let's not talk about the game itself but rather what seems to be at the core of the game um which seems to be this capitalism thing. I I didn't. I like the messaging in the game, but it's just like, you know, if you're gonna put messaging in your game, like what Bioshock Infinite did, make it subtle, because Bioshock Infinite's really good about their messaging. It's like, oh hey, this dude's trying to be all religious and stuff, but it's. But in GTA 5, it's just like, here, 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 here. It's in your face. It's in your face. It's everywhere. Capitalism everywhere. And I'm just like, stop it. Why? GTA 4 was just like, yeah, yeah we're a game. Uh, you're an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a sniper of them? Okay. Uh, um, you, you want to go, uh, for a date? Okay. Okay. Uh, Oh, three multiple characters in GTA 5. Okay, it's just kind of a lackluster uh, story to me. I mean, while the gameplay's been the best it's been for years, I just don't see myself recommending it on the gameplay alone. But I mean, the story is like, ooh, look at these missions, ooh. But it's not like. I I've ever really thought, oh, that's cool. That that's something really different that they've done to mix up the formula. I mean, I think the only thing different they've really done is tweaked the driving mechanics and um oh shoot. Uh put three playable characters in there. I think that's all they've really done and put some more vehicles in it. I mean, I feel almost as if GTA is becoming this uh, monotonous name. Not, well, maybe not monotonous, but like this name that's kind of like a yearly franchise, but isn't uh, in some way. So I'm just like, well, uh, what do I do? Do I recommend this game? Uh, probably not. I, I Like, okay, if you like story, I would not recommend this game at all. It's because the story is half-assed. I half hazard. It's not really well well put together. Um, 
But the gameplay, pff, man, you could be in there for days, not notice it. I mean, not that I've been in there for days. Um, I'm seriously not lying about that. I've, I just got it December 24th. Um, but every time I go in, I'm, I, I look up and it's like noon. I'm like, whoa, where did that time go? Okay. Two more hours? Okay. It turns it into four more hours and six more hours. and it, You just lose time in that game. Lose it. You lose it. So, anyway. A, a much more fun game. Guacamelee. Um, Guacamelee is set in this Mexican backdrop that I found very interesting while playing the game. Um, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously, and I love that about the video game. Um, and it's downloadable, and it's cross-buy, I think, where if you have the PS3 version, uh, you can have the PSV ver PS Vita version for free. Uh, one of the other things I love about PS3 so much. Um, and while I feel like I should have played this on the Vita, um, which I'm highly considering getting now that, um, I'm probably going to get a PS4 at some point, um, it, it's just like, well, I've already got games for it, so why not? I mean, Guacamelee just seems so keen on it, because there's what, this one move you do to finish a guy, where it's got this arrow coming out of the guy, um, and and you can choose whichever direction he goes, um, and it's but it, on the right stick it just doesn't feel natural. It just feels like well this should be something you have to touch. This should be, a, you know what? I I think this would actually be a good example of how to use the PS4 technology. Put the PS Vita games on there that nobody plays, um, or or something like that, and, and uh, or put the PS Vita games that have like all those touch things. Designate that to the touchpad. Brilliant idea, I I think. Now, Sony, you might think differently, but I think that's a great idea. Great, great great idea and but anyway I've been talking too much about video games that are big budget so let's get down to the smaller games like Doki Doki Universe The Wolf Among Us that's actually it Doki Doki Universe and The Wolf Among Us so I'm just gonna go Wolf Among Us first um I I I like this game, like the mechanics in this game. Um so but I cannot recommend it to anybody because of its story. Um because its story alone was like okay, this person's been killed. Okay, why should I care? Was she something to me? Um like, this is a girl I met, like, five minutes ago, so why should I care if she just got killed? Uh, just, and also, I'm the big bad wolf. I don't have feelings. 
So, it just felt very, like GTA 5, it felt like, okay, gameplay is cool, but story, meh. And so, that just really got me off on the game. Like, at least with The Walking Dead, um, I felt like I had some idea where I was going. Um, but The Wolf Among Us, I have no idea where it's going. No idea. So, like, I guess, at least by the first episode, I felt like I should have some semblance of, okay, this is who I am. This is my motivations. But I was like, okay, I'm the big metal wolf. Okay, check. Uh, I, I protect this fable town thing that looks like New York. Uh, okay, um, okay, um, and I've got all this backstory I don't know about. I think that's what I don't like about the game. It's not that all, all that stuff that, um, that just see, it seems to, uh, put in the story. It's, it's the cold open stuff that I hate so much about media today. It's, it's just like, well, um, hmm. Uh, let's see. Well, there's all this backstory that you have to know, but we're not gonna tell it to you. I mean, maybe it was in the Book of Fables stuff that I missed, but uh, I don't want to replay this game. I don't. I, I, like, I can't, I can't see myself purchasing this season pass to play... Uh, episodes two through five. I I I don't see it, and I also don't see how my decisions make much of an impact on this world. I just felt like, okay, I'm the big bad wolf. I can do whatever I want because I'm the big bad wolf. So, it just felt like, okay, nobody's depending on my life or uh, on my life. Nobody's depending on my death. It just felt like that. So it felt very hollow to me. And that's all I really have to say about Wolf Among Us. Uh, uh, if you have opinions on any of these games, please, please, please email me at presspowermailbag at gmail.com. Please, please be welcome to, you're, anyone's welcome to email me. Like, oh, I thought Wolf Among Us was the best game ever. Oh, I thought Wolf Among Us was the worst game ever. Oh, I thought GTA 5 was the best game of the year. Oh, I thought Bioshock Infinite was the worst game of the year. Oh, I think Guacamelee was the worst game of the year. Stuff like that. It's just... I want your feedback. I do. I, I value it. Because you guys are what are who I write to. And you, you guys are what keep me going. Um, so... That's really all I have for today. Um, so I guess I'll see you next time on the PowerCast. Um, and uh, see you next week, I guess. And um, I'll be writing articles and stuff like that. So I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.